Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton. Some people are absolutely crippled with fear because we've got this virus out there and there's still a lot of unknowns with it. And there's folks that are scared they're going to get sick because they're at risk. And you see all these crazy things on Facebook and you don't know what to make of it. And then you look at your retirement accounts, Abe, and they're in the toilet. Yeah, it is a it is a scary time, and you know we've we have in our office. We, of course, we've been on the phone a little bit, quite a bit lately with our clients. Most of the time, having very good conversations because we have prepared such conservative financial plans. But I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kristen. The big issue right now is who do you trust? What mm-hmm. do you believe in regard to this actual? virus to COVID-19, the coronavirus, and how it may affect us today, tomorrow, and the weeks to come, and, and really through the next year or more. Mm-hmm. And and people, you know, we at first it began, at least from my perspective, you can tell me what you saw, but from my perspective, there was a whole bunch of the, this is a hoax, this is the right. flu, carry on, no big deal. People have gotten a lot more serious about this and understanding, okay, well, this is not a DNA flu strain that, you know, we already have some immunity to or some antibodies to. This is from RNA from an animal, and it means we have no immunity or, or antibodies built up for it, which is why it's so contagious. And then you start to run through some of the numbers and you start to say, okay, I have to take this seriously for, mm-hmm. for me, for my family, for parents and grandparents. And, and of course, as we, as we work with seniors and retirees, we're very worried about our clients. They are those who are most vulnerable mm-hmm. to kind of catastrophic effects from this. So on one hand, yes, Kristen, we've got to talk about the money. We've got to talk yeah. about the market and financially. And yet on the other hand, we are dealing with life and death decision-making from every human being in our country right now on making wise choices. So it's a matter of balance and perspective, I think. So I think it's interesting you bring that up, Abe, because a friend of mine the other day, she said, wait a second, you're that worried about this because I decided to do my best to self-quarantine early on and mitigate risk as much as I can. She said, you're you're not at risk. Why are you doing all of this? And I said, well, I can't fly home to see my family in South Carolina because my parents are at risk and they have a lot of health issues going on. I'm an only child. I need to be healthy to be able to help them. And I would never forgive myself if I took some germs their way. So there's so many different ways that it's affecting every single one of us. And that overwhelming feeling, though, I don't know how to shake. Because we're Americans, You know, that's why you shake it. That's why you still look at the future with your chin up because we've been through hard things before. Part of the difficulty right now is we have some younger Americans that, and I'm not going to label any by generation or anything like that, who who don't... I didn't say it. I didn't say it. But 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 people who it takes something, unfortunately, it takes something that can be this scary or has the potential to be this catastrophic to really draw the country together in a common purpose with a common goal to beat, in this case, an unseen enemy and the soldiers that we have. And I'm not talking about soldiers wearing green camo right now. I'm talking about a soldier as anyone who straps on their uniform and puts themselves in harm's way to help another. As we mentioned earlier, the hospital workers, the doctors that they say, hey, I'm going in Mm -hmm. to battle. 
right, with this unseen enemy, with this virus, and and I'm fighting for you. And the least that we all can do to support that is listen and heed the counsel that we're getting from the president, from the federal government, from the state, from the local municipalities to honor things like social distancing. And and while it was a funny punchline two weeks ago, yeah. man, did it get real, real fast. So if you're one of those folks that's practicing social distancing for yourself, for family members, or just for the betterment of the community, well, thank you for that. We appreciate it so much. And know that Abe and the team are practicing that too. We were talking before today's show, Abe, about the precautions you've put in the place at Ashton and Associates, and you have your team working virtually as much as possible. You're going into the office though. Yeah, so what we've got going on right now is our staff, we have, uh, luckily, I'd like to pretend like I knew something was coming last year as we as we got towards the end of the year. I decided to have all of my staff, instead of working on desktop tower computers, I we went to Notebook Pros. We went, okay. we basically, we went to Surface Pro Notebooks, which was great because that meant my staff was mobile mm-hmm. and that they could work from anywhere. And because we have a couple, two or three different offices, it was easy for them to transport around. But right now... I'm looking like a genius because I accidentally <laughs> fell backwards into having already had my team set up to be able to work from home. And what was great about that is we had one of our traditional weekly staff meetings yesterday, but instead of being in our war room all around one big table, we had a Zoom conference where we were all on different screens on the computer. And our rule right now is no more than two people in the office at a time. Okay. And so we, we have very limited people in our office just to keep the social distancing to do our part. And the nice thing is we're seeing a lot of our clients and people who would like to become our clients getting very quickly, very familiar with technology. The ability to do a video conference, to be able to connect to people on Facebook, to use Zoom, which is our which is our video conferencing app and software of choice. There are lots of them out there. For example, we're going to be doing on Fridays, every Friday for the foreseeable future, we're going to be doing a weekly update of just what we've seen the previous week, how it affects seniors and retirees in particular, and especially their finances and their retirement. And this will be a Zoom conference that not only will we be able to do every Friday, but we can record so people can go back and, and watch it nice. um, if they can't be on the live conference. And we're connecting with people people in a new way that's no less human. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is more engaging, but it's kind of taken away what would have been a slower process for some, especially for some retirees, some seniors to kind of embrace this technology. It's kind of just shoved them forward to say, well, if you want to know what's going on, get online and, and use these tools that are available to us. But you're also available to do it old school and just do a first appointment by phone for those that may not be into that technology, right? Absolutely. We have phone appointments set up. In fact, on our website, people can go right to ashtonwealth.com and there is a, a link right at the top where they can just click to schedule a video conference or just a traditional good old school phone call for an appointment, even if your phone still has a cord attached to it. It will it will still work and we will still pick up and we'll answer and, and I might be at my home, I might be at the office, but if I'm here, it means there's only one other person here. So again, we're still able to answer those questions. And and there are a ton of those questions out there right now. So if you're one of those folks that you have questions about how all this crazy stuff financially impacts you, maybe you haven't had time to come up for air and really focus on that. If you do and you need a resource, Abe and the team are here virtually to help you. 
Go to AshtonWealth.com. You can set it up there and do that first appointment by phone or by a simple video conference. Part of the panic is because we can't turn on the radio or television or look at social media without hearing about the virus and how it could affect our health and pocketbook. So what should those near and in retirement be focused on in such an unpredictable time as this? Well, I had a very interesting conversation with with a gentleman who just recently had come into our office. He had been referred to our office by a friend, and um, we were meeting with him over the last week or two, and he had gotten pretty comfortable with the strategy that we had proposed, but he was still thinking about things. And and as always, we tell people to take things home and think about it, and before Mm -hmm. they make any big financial decisions, they should feel really good about it. And so he was taking some time. Meanwhile, what's happened has happened, and um, he ended up in in his retirement accounts that were just over a million dollars, losing $350,000 in just the last weeks. And that's a significant loss to go from 1.1 million to $850,000 just like that, or or actually $750,000. So he took a significant hit on those accounts. And and then when he called again, he's like, well, I think now this has made the decision for me. I can't remove my money now. I can't make the change that we had talked about. Boy, I wish I did it a month ago because mm. the plan that we were talking about would have far more, or, or I would have far more protection, far less market volatility. He says, man, I wish I had done this a month ago. I'm just terribly embarrassed, but now I can't move. I, I think that, I, and I want you to listen to this carefully, Kristen, because he okay. said, I think I will live long enough to recapture my losses. Oh, I don't know if that's a pessimistic or an optimistic statement. No, I can't but, figure that but, out. But it's his view of the future, right? And we all know that when we lose money in the market, whether we're talking about paper losses or real losses, however you want to categorize those things, people look at that and say, okay, the market over a long period of time generally goes up. Mm-hmm. Right, and and if I just hold on to it long enough, I will weather these storms, and that is also generally true, until you get to a certain age of life. Like this gentleman is saying, okay, that long period of time, the market going up, really is determining whether or not I live long enough for it to go back up. Mm. So that's what he's trying to calculate, and this brings back kind of this fundamental thought on market timing. Do you make decisions today based off of what the market is doing right now or what it did last week or what you think it will do next week? If I had to make decisions that way, Abe, right now, I don't know what to say. Yeah, that's the thing is you should not, market timing has been proven over and over again not to work. And so as we have been telling people for years on this radio show, right, Kristen, yeah. we've been telling people, and, and I, I wrote in an email to my clients recently, I, I came up with a with an old proverb or, or a saying that I said, nobody likes, the only person who likes to hear I told you so is the person saying it, <laughs> right? And so we don't want to go on the show and saying, see, we've talked to people about being conservative and avoiding big volatility and, and big exposure like this. But right now that doesn't do anyone any good who's already lost money saying, oh, well, we've been telling you, you should have listened to us. That's not the point at all. The point is, if you get to a certain age where the market corrections, the market declines, these catastrophic events as they occur, you should be making decisions based off of your age, your stage of life, not just where you think the market's headed tomorrow or what it did today. Since we don't know how long this volatility is going to last, Abe, how much money should folks over 55 be keeping in cash right now? 
Man, you know, as far as money that's setting aside in cash in an emergency fund, we like to tell people of their, and again, it's going to be very unique to every family individually, but we typically sit around a 20% number of their overall financial net worth, not including real estate. So we like people to have, you know, if somebody had a million dollars of kind of a liquid net worth, we don't think it's a bad idea right now to have a couple hundred thousand dollars of that, not in the buried in the backyard type of cash, but in a very cash liquid position that's not subject to market volatility, something very conservative. We think that's that's a very smart idea. And of course, depending on how much money you have, that number might change a little bit because if all you have to your name is $10,000, only having a couple thousand dollars liquid isn't necessarily smart. So it's not just a static percentage. It's okay. a wise choice based off of your overall financial picture. That overall financial picture is hard to gauge right now because Most of us are just trying to get through this crisis day by day. But, you know, there's daredevils out there who say, you know, with the market down, this might be a great time to buy. Things are on sale. What's your philosophy on investing more in times like this? Yeah, any money that you could afford to lose all of it. Oh, Okay. So, so, so think the same way. I mean, there, yes, there's odds. There is chances that the market, there's great buys out there. I'm, I'm watching the hospitality and, mm. and, and, uh, leisure industry and Two watching of my stocks. friends laid off this week, by the way, and that. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, and those stocks have taken a 50, 60, 70% hit. And it's easy to look at those and think, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go in on those right now. It's got to be at the lowest. Yet we're still weeks, if not months before occupancy at hotels will increase, right? We're still weeks, if not a month or more away from restaurants being able to open their dining rooms back up again. And so if you think that this is the very bottom, I'm thinking, you know, something I don't about Mm. how people will automatically be going on vacation next week. Right. Right. And I just don't see that happening right away. So again, I'm never going to be the one to say, I know where market timing, I know when we're at the bottom and I know when we're going to be at the top. I've read some articles talking about when it looks like we've peaked the number of new coronaviruses and we start going back downhill Mm -hmm. from the highest to the lowest. That might be an indicator. But again, what I want people to think about is their stage of life. We have people that were planning on retiring. I've talked to them and I know there's many of them out there that up until two weeks ago, they were planning on retiring at the end of this year Mm. and their future changes, their future income, their future stability has been dramatically affected. I actually agree with President Trump on this. I think when the recovery begins, like when there is when it actually begins in the markets, I believe that it will be a sharp recovery. Okay. I think That's, things I'm not saying like it'll go right that. back. I don't think it'll go right back up to where it was, but I think there will be a significant recovery and I think it will happen very sharply. I think that will I think it'll look like a V on a chart. But when that starts and, and what that looks like, don't ask me. I have no clue. What I do know is I do know that our clients aren't worried. I know the people who've been working with us for the last 20 years, they knew what their worst case scenarios were. They were comfortable with it and none of them even hit it. Mm. So it has been kind of nice to be able to sit down and right now, and everything until now was just anecdotal when we're meeting with new clients. It was, well, how would you feel if another 2008 happened? How would you feel if another 2001, 2000, you know, whether we're talking about subprime mortgage mess from 2008, technology bubbles bursting in 2000, terrorist attacks in 2001. It's the things that we can't see coming that we don't know that really kind of just knock us on our rear ends. And we're like, wow, didn't see that coming. 
Well, you should have seen it coming depending on where you were at in your life. If you were one year away from retirement, it's so fun to watch your account go up 30% in 2019. That's great to see an account just really shoot the moon like that. But that's all gone. Right. Right. That money is all gone and and more. You're back into 2016 for most people that just those last three years of gains and contributions are disappeared. And so now what do you do from here? That's well, we talk question. about it. We okay. talk about it. You call and say, what are your, we say, what are your individual goals? When were you planning on retirement? Can we still accomplish some of those target goals or what needs to happen? But what if, and I ask this question regularly to people, Kristen, especially on down, down times in the market. What if you knew for a fact, and I'm not saying this is true, but what if you knew for a fact, Kristen, we were only halfway down as far as it was going to go? Wow. What would you do? I would go to you, cash. I'd make some changes. Right. And that's the funny thing. When we were halfway to where we're at today, last week, people were still saying, mm, I think that it'll recover quickly. Right. Right. And we only have hindsight to kind of slap us on the back of the head or to congratulate us if we, you know, by staying in. But it just as easily as it was last week, it could be next week. Mm. You know, it's just, it just takes one big, one big news conference and then the news, it's miserable. Oh my gosh. You just can't trust anyone because they've got different political agendas. It's so hard to know. One side is inflaming it. One side is trying to tamper it down. It's definitely serious, but um, it's really hard to know who to trust. So you can't make your decisions based off of the media. You can't make your decisions based off of market timing. So what does that leave? It leaves the mirror. Like we've said over and over again on the show, you look in the mirror and you evaluate where you're at in your lifestyle and your career and your lifespan. And can you afford to lose another half of what you already have lost kid? You know, and if the market goes up and that's the thing, Kristen, people think that if, if there's a re-strategizing right now, mm-hmm. that it means pulling the money out and go burying it in your backyard in a bucket. And that's not what we're talking about with people coming in here. And we're talking every day about people coming in with what they still have and saying, hey, if there is a recovery, we want to participate in that recovery. But if it continues to go down, we want to establish a floor. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing a lot of right now. Abe, real quick before we wrap up, how's the homeschooling going? Oh, my gosh. We've got way too many kids. <laughs> Holy smokes. That's why you're in the it, office. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, okay, we can only have one person in the office because Abe needs to be here all the time. <laughs> now, you, you know what? The kids are doing, actually doing fine. It is my wife and I that are like, holy smokes, we had a lot of kids. And you know what? And as a positive, this is what we thought about this morning. If it really comes down to it and we need to eat one of them, we will be glad oh my gosh. that we, you know, that we had six well, kids. Well, that's, that, yeah. You, you know, if it if it comes to that, us before them, that was no. They're they're actually they're actually doing great, and Good. they are connected. They are wired, and they know how to do things digitally. They know how to communicate, and I think what we're actually going to see, Kristen, is we're going to see a lot more online education going forward, regardless of what happens with this. Find out more at AshtonWealth.com. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. 
Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information to their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.